Happy New Year. I hope everybody had a great week. We actually had a great time um, on New Year's Eve this past Wednesday, worshiping in the new year. And then we um, we have balloons, and they were just everywhere. I just said, go get like several hundred balloons. Won't that be fun? So I think it was Chris Wagner that said, I have an idea. Let's just go let all these balloons out over the city. So uh, we were just prophesying and believing that each balloon was a word that was going to fly up over the city and then pop right over it. Anyway, it was very cool. It was definitely a moment. You know, it's not really a party without a balloon. Don't you agree? You know. Anyway, um, this morning what we want to do, we had um, um, Georgian Banoff. George and Banoff. It's spelled Georgian, but you don't actually say it that way. I found that out, of course, after I've called him that like a hundred times. Don't you hate it when you mispronounce somebody's name and you're like, sorry. Anyway, so it's Georgian. Uh, Banoff, and um, we had a, a great time of worship this weekend, just really worshiping and beginning our year this year, um, singing high praises to our King, you know, and I can't think any other way to start off. JJ, okay, you're here. This is this is JJ. She lives in Ireland, and I'm not sure what she's doing here, but can everybody just say hello? <laughs> Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, so we started off the new year with, with um, worship and, um, and had some prophetic words, but typically what we do here is the first Sunday of every year, we like to give some uh, prophetic insight of what we feel like the Lord is saying. And um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of start it off and, and just share with you what I'm hearing. But, but you know, God has just so blessed this house with, with um, a lot of prophetic voices um, that clearly hear from the Lord. So we're going to bring up um, uh, a lot of the leadership here and, and people that are uh, part, they're on the intercessors team or they're on the prayer team or whatever. And they just said, you know, hey, um, we feel like we had a, a word to share with the body. And so... Um, we like, I don't know how many of you have noticed or how many of you have been coming for a while, but we have, um, I think, six or seven worship leaders. And so our heart is to hear and experience the expression of Christ through a lot of different flavors and a lot of different hearts and a lot of different personalities. And it really brings the fullness of what God is trying to say and, and, and take us into and for us to participate in. Um, and it, it's the same with um, the prophetic. It's the same with the teaching. So you you see a lot of different people up here um, at the pulpit. You hear a lot of different voices um, in this house because um, uh, we haven't built this house uh, like uh, a corporation, but we've built it according to the word of God in the kingdom, that there are a lot of songs, there's a lot of words, and there's a lot of expressions that we all need to benefit from. So, um, I just wanted to share with you my own testimony from this past week. Um, um, Jen Robert and I were having lunch, and I was running late, um, naturally. And um, I was running late, and so I I got there, and I was getting in line at Jason's Deli, and um, I passed by this man who had braces on his arms. So, you know, the kind that, that have cuffs and... And he was walking with him, and he was standing kind of off to the side. And as I passed him, I saw him in my peripheral vision, and the Lord said, I want you to pray for him. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of in a hurry. 
God, how many of you have done that? I'm sure none of you. It's probably just me. <clears throat> anyway, so I passed by him, and, and I got in line, and I'm thinking, you know, Jen's at the back. I'm 15 minutes late. It was actually kind of more than that. All right, I just lied. It was like 25 minutes late. Um, so uh, he gets in line behind me, and I thought, well, that's convenient. So I, I turned to him, and I said, um, hey, so... Uh, how did, how did this happen? What's going on with you? Why, do you, why are you wearing these braces? And, um, and he said, well, I'm an Iraq vet, and um, in the war, I, I got hit by a bomb, and um, um, the shrapnel from it um, damaged my spinal cord. So I have a spinal cord injury, and um, so I asked him about it, and I said, well, what's that like? You know, what does that feel like for you? I mean, you're obviously walking, so you're not paralyzed. And he said, well, um, it's collapsed several of my discs. And so I'm in constant pain 24 hours a day. And, um, and, and so he's, I'm, I'm being very inquisitive. And he's probably like, woman, I'm just trying to order a salad. <laughs> so I said, well, what's your, what's your pain level? Like, you know, from a 1 to 10, what's your pain level? And he's like, uh, it's, a, it's about a 6 all the time. And I said, man, that's just really tough. I said, do you take pain meds? And he's going, uh, n- no, he said, I don't really want to take any pain meds because, you know, I need to function. I need to work. I have a family and everything. And, and I said, well, um, I heal people in the name of Jesus. And so I began to tell him some testimonies of some healings that I've, we've experienced here and I've experienced and, you know, and, um, you know, cancer being healed, legs growing out, broken legs being, you know, miraculously um, repaired, um, just all kinds of miracles. And so he's kind of looking at me, and I said, you know, I would really like to, to pray for you to be healed. Is that okay? And he, and he was very, you know, so he said, yeah, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> so I laid hands on him, prayed for him, and I said, you know, how do you feel? And it's always helpful if, you know, like they feel heat in their body or tingling or they fall out under the power of the spirit. That one's always a good one. Um, but I said, so, so did you feel anything? And he's like, no. And I was going, okay. Holy Spirit, help me out. So uh, I said, well, can I pray again? And, you know, it takes a lot of faith to step out and say it the first time. And you're like, Really? work with me. So I said, well, let's, let's pray again. Cause I, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that I just don't want him to leave with still hurting, you know, and I want him, I want the reputation of Jesus to be what he says it is, you know? And so it's like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this until this man says, woman, get out of line. (laughs) So, uh, I said, can I, can I pray again? And he said, yeah. And I was like, okay, awesome. So I prayed again and I said, did you feel anything in your body? And he, again, he said, no. And I was like, oh, and, and he said, but I don't feel any more pain. And so I was like, that's awesome. So I said, well, I'm just going to believe you're healed. And uh, then uh, I, I started talking about something else, and I was kind of like, okay, that's awesome, you're healed, bam, 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 going down the way, because, you know, this is, like, you know, it's my business, this is what I do all the time, and so I'm thinking it's no big deal, and I'm talking to him about Christmas and all of this, and he goes, I don't have any more pain, 
That's all he can say the rest of the time that we're in line. You know, he's in shock. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Jesus healed you. And he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't have any more pain in my body. So praise God, right? So I just want to first begin with a prophecy that that, that's what this year is going to look like for us. Woo! I just felt like something walk in the room. Did y'all feel that? Okay. Praise the Lord. So that's what we're going to do this year. We're going to get is filled up with lots of, of good oil, sticky oil and oily oil. And we're just going to go and spill all over everyone, right? Because that's what the real priesthood looks like, you know? I don't have a beard, but if I had a beard, it would be dripping with oil. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord, I don't have a beard. Right, honey? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I just love your presence. We just love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Oh, Shanti Bahaki. In the high praises to our King, we give you high praises, Jesus. Yeah, we thank you for what you're going to do this year. Um, you know, I, uh, during um, our time of worship uh, over Christmas Eve, or Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve. Sorry, I'm getting a little drunk up here. Um, that's drunk in the spirit. For those of you that, you know. And uh, Ariel was on the stage. And we're worshiping and worshiping and worshiping. Mallory did a great job of leading us in worship. And uh, Ariel started to sing prophetically. And she broke in and she said, this year is the year that it's all going to begin. And it's almost like you go, yeah, you know, I've been waiting a really long time for this year. And so we're just going to have a wait and see attitude. But the Holy Spirit is actually, he's moving right now and he's making the this year real to us. How many of you are starting to see that and believe that that's true? Like we're, we're like, like. we've been waiting so long and our hearts have become really weary in the waiting and the, and the, 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 um, but the Holy spirit is saying, no, 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 no. And so there's an anticipation that's beginning to happen. And even in my own heart, I have butterflies all the time. Now it's like, I'm waiting for something like that little kid on that movie, um, The Incredibles, when he rides up on his tricycle to Mr. Incredible. And he's like, what are you, what are you waiting for? And he said, something amazing, I guess. That, I feel like that kid right now that I'm waiting and I know, and, and it's even changed my prayer life, that when I go into prayer now, I literally can't say anything because I'm just watching. Like any minute now, this is coming, and I'm so excited. I don't exactly know what it's going to look like. I know it's going to be weird. 
Because, you know, when the Holy Ghost falls in a really big way and all of the prophetic over this house and over this city is that something is coming that has never been seen before. So for me to try to put definition to it, it's just really futile of saying, well, this is exactly what it's going to look like. I know what's going to be, what it's going to contain, but I really don't know what it's going to look like. But I do know that when the Holy Spirit gets really thick, I know that the glory of God makes a lot of us look kind of weird, you know, because it's hard to contain that much power and that much um, love and that much uh, beauty. It's just, we're only, you know, human vessels. So this year, I wanted to tell you a little bit, uh, for those of you, how many of you have never been here before or you're new to the house? Raise your hand. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about uh, Storehouse Uh, What's on the sign there is really just kind of our mission statement. You know, we're a house of of prayer, uh, a house of intercession, a house of worship, and a house of evangelism. Um, Within, um, so our primary objective is to uh, raise up high praises to our king over the city and to create an environment where the angelic hosts run to that environment. You know, God inhabits the praises of his people. And so we, um, we love worship. We love worship. That is really a key to revival is, 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 um, teaching and training and and creating an environment of worship. Um, Out of that, uh, we have a church expression, which um, praise the Lord. We're all getting to, um, um, be here today. Um, and then we also had the school uh, that Jeremy and Vince run so beautifully, a discipleship school to really train people how to ascend and descend, how to go to heaven, how to get what's in heaven and bring it to the earth, right? On earth as it is in heaven. Um, uh, the Lord began to talk to me back in September uh, uh, during the beginning of the Hebraic year. And a lot of this I've already really given to you, but I wanted to kind of summarize it with the dream that I had last year, um, the the dream that I had about uh, the DeLorean, that the Lord gave me a DeLorean. He said, I've got a new car for you. And this car is a DeLorean. Um, so it was a DeLorean. You know the DeLoreans, right? Anybody over 50 remembers that failed um, uh, endeavor. But, uh, so the DeLoreans from back to the future was, it was a time machine. It was a flying car and it was a time machine. So if you're going to get a car, which is a, it's an example of a ministry, uh, getting a flying car. That's also a time machine is like a, it's definitely like a promotion when you say, so, so, uh, I was, I was on the, I, I turned onto a highway going North up to Kansas City, and I was actually, I realized that I got on the wrong road, and I, I, it was very dark and ominous, this road, and um, I realized that it was going to be very difficult for me to get off, and all of the sudden, uh, the car took a quick left and began to fly through the city of Dallas, and it was, it was a, uh, it was pretty frightful because I was dodging all of these high-rises and the and the car was taking me to a very broad highway and it had eight lanes in it and the cars on this highway were going so fast that i thought there's no way that my car that's coming in from the air is going to be able to land because i'm not even going at the same speed as all of these other cars 
So the Lord just took me around to this highway and he landed me perfectly on this highway. And it was like I'd never lost any time that I caught up and I was running as fast or driving as fast as all these other cars. So this is what I feel like the Lord is saying. Um, He was saying that, that a lot of us have uh, been on the wrong highway, you know? And what I mean by that, it's not that you're going in the wrong direction. It's mean that a lot of the ways that we've been trying to get to the promises of God have come in our own effort, and it's come in our, um, our own ability. Because if God gave you something, that, a destiny and a calling on your life, don't you know that that something is going to be impossible for you to achieve? It's going to be a supernatural thing because the thing about God that, that I love about him is he kind of likes to show off, you know, and he likes to get credit for what he does, you know, and so it's like he loves the supernatural more than we love the supernatural because he like, he's like, watch this, I'm going to do the impossible, What's, what, because we, are, we live in the earth and we live in a realm that all of our human efforts are not, if our human efforts could get us to the place that God had for us, there wouldn't be a need for God. But he, he is saying, I'm going to get you to this place and it's going to be a miracle. And you are going to give glory to me, not only through your testimony, but everybody around you is going to see the miracle of what I've done. Amen. So I'm in this time machine, and um, so a couple of things that the Lord was telling me about this. He said um, that in the movie, how many of you have seen Back to the Future? Okay, remember when that was a cool movie? So the Lord had me, no, okay, the Lord had me go back and watch it, and I was like, this is really horrible. (laughs) Wow, wow, Steven Spielberg, I mean, the, the, the music, everything, I was going, this is terrible, I mean, I, even Michael J. Fox, the acting, I was, I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's so painful, anyway, I, I realize that my daughter right now is looking at me with a chagrin, but, okay, all right, for those of you who are, you know, uh, you know, cult followers of that movie, I'm sorry about that, but, um, yeah, you can pray for me afterwards to get delivered. All right, but let's look at that movie because don't you love how God speaks to us and he actually made a movie that now he's prophesying through. That movie was um, uh, Michael J. Fox. I forget his name in the movie. Marty McFly. Of course, Ashley would know. I'm oh, sorry. All right, so Marty McFly is living in 1955, right? So 1955 was the end of, of the Latter Rain Revival. And, the, and, and Doc came to him and he said, he, in his time-flying DeLorean, um, he said, uh, hey, you know, we've got to go back. We've got to go to the future. We've got to go back to the future because your kids are in trouble. And we're going to go back to 2015. No, no, it was in Back to the Future 1. He said that at the end, he said, your kids are in trouble. We've got to go. And so they were going to go to the future, and they were going to go back to 2015. That's 40 years. 
in the wilderness. And so what I believe that the Lord is saying is he's saying, listen, the latter rain revival ended. And I believe he said, because my people were not prepared to carry the glory of what I was releasing. They were looking for my hand, but not my heart. But in the 40 years that, that, that uh, we have been in the wilderness, and, and I realized that we had the Jesus movement all, and all of that, and we've had these little sprinklings of revival. But I'm telling you, I'm talking about a great awakening that is about to hit this nation. And, 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 it, and so what he's been doing in the 40 years is he's really been preparing a priesthood and the Lord showed me that, it, that um, he's been preparing a priesthood, and it's the priesthood through Zechariah 3. Zechariah 3, the priesthood, where he puts the turban. He said, I want you to, I'm going to put a clean turban on the minds of my priesthood. And their minds are going to be transformed so that they can receive and believe. Because right now, my people don't truly believe in what's happening in the kingdom of heaven. They don't understand what it is to live out of the realm of the impossible. But instead, they've still got themselves grounded in the earth. And so he said, I want you to remove that turban from their, uh, the, the, uh, the, all of their filthy uh, robes. And I want you to put on them this uh, clean turban. And so I, I, I believe that what the Lord was saying is that over the last 40 years, we've really been receiving um, a cleansing of our minds. And a lot of us, um, you know, the thing about uh, uh, that process is the process actually came through a lot of hardship for a lot of us, you know, because in order to change our mind, God had to kind of squeeze us a little, you know. We got in the, the vice grip of God, and we kept thinking it was the enemy, and the Lord said, no, 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 I'm just cleaning house here. So that, you know, your minds will be cleansed and you'll think the way I think. And you'll see the way I see and you'll hear the way I hear. Because I've got something to say and the world needs to hear what I'm saying. In, the, in my voice, not in your voice. Amen? All right. So, um, I feel like, in fact, uh, Megan Dickerson said to me yesterday, she came up to me with her cell phone, and she was like, Yahoo's prophesying back to the future, that we're going to go back to the future. And so it was so awesome. So it was in Yahoo News just saying, come on. Yeah. Even the rocks will cry out, right? Or Yahoo News. So the other thing that the Lord showed me is that we're, gonna, we're moving into a time of signs and wonders. We've lived in the past 40 years of, of, of really um, prophetic signs, right? So we've got all these prophecies. We've got all these prophecies. We've got all these prophecies, and we've been building up all of these prophetic words. And, and they've kept us encouraged from prophecy to prophecy to prophecy. And so we've been going from that. But, but we, uh, 2015, as we're entering into this, and I think a lot of us are already beginning to see it. I know that we are. We're beginning to see the fulfillment of a lot of these prophetic words over our lives already from, uh, since September. And, and, um, and so now we're going to go from signs 
to wonders, from signs to wonders, signs to wonders. It's not just going to be from sign to sign to sign to sign to sign to sign to sign. And you're like encouraged through the sign, but you're actually going to hear the sign. And then the wonder is going to show up. And then the sign and then the wonder or the wonder and the wonder and the wonder. And you're going to go, this is what he spoke about 10 years ago. This is what he spoke about five years ago. This is what. And so you're going to be pulling out all those dreams that you've got in your dream book and all the visions and all of the prophetic words. And you're going to be like, okay, that's done. That's done. That's done. All right. Isn't that exciting? The wonder years. Very good. And another reference to entertainment. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. So, um, uh, the other is, um, and I, I've never said this before, but I'm going to prophesy. I'm not a prosperity person. I am, I am prosperity as far as that the kingdom of heaven is a prosperous place to live. Um, so I, I believe that this year we're going to be beginning to see a lot of the um, promises in the area of financial prosperity is coming. And, and the Lord gave me... Um, um, Isaiah 45, where Cyrus, who was, uh, uh, he, he's not a believer, he's not a Jew, uh, he, he is a Babylonian king, um, actually a Persian king, and he's pouring out all of the wealth and the riches to the Jews so that they can rebuild the second temple. Well, that doesn't make any sense, but it was prophesied 150 years beforehand in Isaiah that Cyrus would open a double door that there would be a double door of provision that is available for the people of God so that they could rebuild, so that they could rebuild. And we're in a time where God knows that the rebuilding is coming, and he's about to pour out the provision for us to rebuild. And then he showed me in Isaiah 60, and you're welcome to turn there if you want. He said in, in, um, in Isaiah uh, 45, it says that he's going to open these double doors to Cyrus. He said he's going to loose the armor of kings and open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut, so that what you open cannot be shut and what you shut cannot be open. He said this, I will go before you and I will make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and the bars of iron. This is the meaning I am going to open up your eyes and your ears all right, so that you can see and hear. And then in Isaiah 60, he says, uh, he says this in, in Isaiah 60, verse 17. Instead of bronze, I will give you gold. And instead of iron, I will bring you silver. And so he's saying, listen, these are gonna, the, I'm going to break open these gates of bronze and iron, okay? And in their place, I'm actually going to give you the gold and I'm going to give you the silver. Because in Haggai 2, he, he showed me Haggai 2, and he said, I am going to shake everything that can be shaken. That means just like with Cyrus. Do you remember with Cyrus? Okay, you've got, you, this is, again, he's not a child of God. He's not a Jew. He's not part of the covenant people. You, so you've got the wealth of the wicked. He's opening up a double door because the promises of God are going to come through and be financed by God. 
And it's going to begin this year. We have seen, John and I have seen so many miracles. The, um, the, what was impossible with us is possible with God. And all of a sudden, God did this miracle in our lives and and, uh, and and it's not just us. We are a sign and a wonder. We're a first fruit of this. And so something that was impossible, all of a sudden, the doors have been flown open. And this is not like a double door, like a side-by-side door. This The Lord showed me it's a, it's a door, and then you walk through another door. And so these are, these are this doorway that God has prepared for us to walk through that's going to be incredibly... Uh, it's going to have wealth, but it's not just going to have wealth like finances, but it's going to have, it's going to have wealth that's relational. It's going to have wealth that is the eyes and the ears, like you're seeing and hearing at a higher level, like your discernment, like a, I've got the radar up, what's going on, okay? Um, uh, turn in your Bibles to Haggai 2, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to summarize, or I'm going to give the microphone over. Um. Haggai 2, verse 6. For thus says the Lord of hosts once more, I will shake heaven and earth, sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations that they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple, that's you, um, that's me, I will fill this temple with glory. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of the latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give you peace. And so I believe what the Lord is saying is that, listen, things are going to start to shake. And we're going to see a lot of shakings. It could be financial. It could be other things. But things are going to start to shake. But we don't have to be afraid because we are actually connected to a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And he said, I'm shaking this because actually now I'm about to to pour out the silver and the gold into the hands of my people so that my temple can be rebuilt because in this temple, my glory is going to dwell. And so God's going to, if God is going to have a harvest, guess what? He's going to pay for that harvest. And he's been preparing over the last 40 years a people who have the integrity and the character and the understanding and the wisdom to handle what's about to be poured out and how to steward his harvest, how to steward his money. Is that good news? Okay, one more thing. The Lord said, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to impart uh, wisdom to my people so that they know um, what to do with what I'm giving them. They know how to, they're going to be the answer and the solution to the questions that the world is asking. Um, All right, so um, Vince, do you want to come up? Okay. Um, Y'all know Vince, right? All right. All right. I just want to find out what's going to go on in 2015. All right. The Lord uh, has been talking to me about a few things. <clears throat> First thing he told me is that he's going to do spirit deals this uh, this year. Um, I'm going to explain that. Or I could just leave it. He's doing spirit deals. Woo! Just leave it there. Um, what this is like is like Abraham. Remember when uh, when Abraham is like, don't don't burn up that city. What if there's 50 people that are good in it? And God's like, okay, I won't do it. He's like, well, okay, well, what about if there's just, and the Lord is, is in friendship. Abraham was called a friend of God. 
in friendship, God is opening up to us uh, if-then contracts where you can say to him, if you do this, I will do this. Which most of the time you go, well, you don't bargain with God. That's not how it works. But the Lord is saying this year, if you want something, make a deal with him. He's saying, make a spirit deal with me. But he's also going to invite you to make spirit deals with him. Where you, where he says, if you will do this, then I will do this for you. There will be if-then statements. But as I was uh, asking the Lord about this, he, uh, he said Psalm 122.1 uh, is the key to, to getting that. And that is, let's go up to the house of the Lord. And uh, the Lord's really calling us to uh, not just be in prayer in our own like prayer closets and in the car and on the on the on the go, but actually coming to uh, prayer sets here, coming and making and, and putting yourself before Him and saying, "All right, this is what I want. What do you want?" And making those spirit deals with Him. So, I want to encourage you to to come to the sets, look online for the actual. When the, when the really good people are leading. <laughs> Always. All of them are good. Um, the thing that the Lord spoke to me uh, really clear, he said, what you water with your thoughts will grow in your heart. Uh, and there's, there's like life, he called them life limiters to me. That there's things, yeah, you can tweet that. Um, there are life limiters that we have in our lives, uh, things that keep us from actually like exploding with who we are. And uh, he's going to break those things in uh, 2015, those life limiters. Sorry, Annie. Uh, What you water with your thoughts will grow in your heart. Um, And these are things, you can call them uh, addictions, you can call them uh, life limiters, whatever you want to call them, but I, I believe the Lord, even this morning, is going to, right now, I can feel the power for him to start the deliverance process with us. How many of you know that deliverance is a moment, but it's also a process? You don't just get delivered of something and be like, yeah, that's great, move on. Like, it's deliverance, and then, okay, now be free. Don't go back to your cage. Um, and so there's, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things that I believe the Lord is specifically going to break right now. Um, but there's also other things that I want you to stand up. Uh, if there's something that you, there's a life limiter, something in your mind, something that you've been thinking that has trickled down and grown something in your heart. Um, but let me read these first and then you can stand up if any of these apply to you or if there's something that you're like, I know what that is. Um, and I want to get free of it. I'm going to pray for us. Uh, tobacco addiction, uh, an addiction to overeating, an addiction to anxiety or like a life limiter of anxiety where you actually are so used to being anxious that you don't know how not to. So when things aren't like chaotic, you're like, I should find something to worry about. Like you're like searching your life for something to worry about. And you know who you are. Um, Medical drug dependencies, this isn't just like a drug addiction to like painkillers or whatever that, but also a dependency, like your body cannot function yet without these these medical drugs that are, you're supposed to be taking according to your doctor, but the Lord wants to deliver you of the dependency on those things. Um, codependent control cycles. Just let that land. Um <laughs> With no explanation. Because <laughs> if you're in it, you know you are. 
Um, and the last one is complaining. And this is a big life limiter. If you have a negative mentality about your life, it will limit your ability to actually step into uh, who you are. Um, so if, if any of those things apply to you or if there's something that you want to get free of in 2015, there's power right now. Stand up and get free of it. I also got, I, I got fear this morning. If fear has uh, been limiting you, especially fear of man. Fear of handsome men. Ashley said uh, offenses also. All right, so put your hand on your head because that's where your problem is. God, we submit to your deliverance in 2015. We want so much freedom that it scares us. I want that kind of fear of the Lord where I'm so free that I feel like I'm the Lord. So, Lord, right now I break the power of addiction and life limiters right now in Jesus' name. Every spirit that has been assigned to us for this year to to thwart us, to keep us from uh, walking in our fullness, I break your assignment right now in Jesus' name. By the power of the Holy Spirit, come in right now. Break those chains. They're not even chains. They're just little strings that are tied onto our brain. So we cut them. We burn them off. God, come with your fire to burn those things away so they don't even exist anymore and deliver us and help us in the process. God, I'm asking for grace for the process in Jesus name. Amen. Sit down. Uh, and the last thing I had was that, um, some of us have felt like we were in a holding pattern. How many of you have felt like you've been in a holding pattern? Like come on. I was telling somebody the other day, like I felt like I was, my life was a Starbucks table, you know, those really wobbly ones with dominoes on it. And I'm going fall. One of you fall. Like, that's what I felt like for like five months or years. And, uh, and what the Lord's doing this year is he is, um, he's taking you out of that. And what he said to me was the prison of princes and princesses will become the palanquin of promotion. What that means is what you've been locked in is going to become the thing that makes you uh, be rised up and escorts you into your your calling. And so um, don't leave. Just wait for him to unlock it. Because the way I saw it was like almost like a cage that was lifted up already. And the it got unlocked and there's princesses and princes and the the bars fell down. And all of a sudden you realize that you were you had been lifted up in that thing. And you were not just free, but you were in a place where you were exalted and honored, uh, whereas you, whereas before in 2014 and before you felt like you were locked up. So does that make sense? So Lord, I just release that, uh, the keys to, to open that up right now. Unlock those, um, whew. unlock the prisons. Bring our palanquin, bring our promotion in Jesus' name. Amen. That's great. All right. Um, Georgia. Georgia has a great book that she's written. It's available outside. Um, Well, Vince, too. Wait, Vince is as the five. And the Elder City just released, and you can buy it on Amazon. And he'll have it personally in about a week. It'll be available in a week. And then um, you wrote a book called You Are My Beloved, Now Believe It. And it's really amazing. It's, it's about the Song of Solomon. but it, And I have a study guide to go with it. I just finished. 
All right. And another book on the way. Awesome. Thanks for the promotion there. That's whatever. Hi. Are y'all ready for 2015? Do y'all feel the excitement in the air? Man, I can feel it. I can feel it. I mean, it's been brewing, but I am so excited. You know, I prayed about what 2015, and I felt like the Lord gave me some things and gave me some scriptures. And then it's so funny, I was pulling out of my driveway this morning, and he said, I've got to tell you, this is so funny. He said, 2015 is a year of alignment of destinies for his kingdom purposes. So it was like he titled the prophetic voice that's supposed to go forth, the things that he wants to do. It's like he titled it. Okay. So this is what he gave me. I want to, I want to share the scriptures that he gave me first. John 15, 7 to 8. It's about abiding. He was talking to me about abiding. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. And I just, I just know that that abiding is so important, that that's what he's speaking. In 2014, he tested our hearts. He's always testing our hearts. But 2014 was like pressure. There was some offenses. He, you know, there was trials. There were things that he put us through because he wanted to purify our hearts to get us to this place. And 2015 now is the, this, the place of abiding and resting. And I'm going to tell you, when you pray for something, he's going to answer your prayers, it's, it's going to be quick. This is a quick, you know, you always hear about the newness and he's doing this and he's doing this, but we're like on warp zone. It's like warp zone right now. So, okay. So then the other scripture that he gave me was out of Song of Solomon 215, one of my favorite books. And it's catch us the foxes. The little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. The foxes are anything in your life that he's been speaking to you that you really need to let go of, allow him to uh, deal with. And I feel like there's some things that we just like, we let him and then we take it back. Let it go. Let the first quarter of 2015 be I'm going to let go of these foxes because you have a garden and you've got a vine and you don't want those foxes to mess with what God is trying to bring you into in 2015. It's really destinies. Some of you don't really know yet, but he's going to tell you what your destiny is. So just get in alignment and abide with him. Okay, so then he said, he said, 2014 was a year of testing. 2015 is a year of multiplication and abiding in him. Whatever that is in your life, you must let go of that he has already shown you to let go of. Now is the time. The glory 
The glory will inhabit a vessel of obedience. Signs, miracles, words of knowledge, healings, prosperity will be springing forth. So. And then he, I was sitting here during worship, and he gave me a word of knowledge. And so I'm kind of going to step out there. <laughs> so he, he said there's somebody that has cancer. They've been diagnosed. And your, your heart is very troubled about it. And you're really downtrodden about it. You're low. And he said, I want you to call this out. I want them to, I want to pray for them today. Because I want to show them, I want to show myself today. I want to show, me, I want to show myself faithful. So is that anyone, is there anyone with cancer been diagnosed Okay, well, I missed it. Or there's, if, you, if there is, I would like for us to pray for you. Well, why don't we announce it? Feel comfortable doing it now, then um, you're welcome to come later. Right. Or maybe you know someone that is, and maybe that's what's, um, what I'm hearing. Okay? So that's what I got. Praise the Lord. Matthew, come on up. I don't know the guy's name. This, you just made me think of this. But there was a guy here yesterday uh, that came up, and he has prostate cancer. And he was troubled about it. And I don't know if you're here. I don't remember uh, who it is. But it's, anyway, can we just pray for that before we leave this? Lord, we just pray for the guy that uh, was here at the conference yesterday. He has prostate cancer. And he came up for prayer with that. And, and so, Lord, we want to uh, ask you to heal him completely right now. Uh, heal his, uh, Lord, we just uh, break off fear. Uh, Lord, we just pray for a good result. Lord, that this will not end his life. Lord, that he'll be able to just, this thing will just dry up and go, you know, just die. And, Lord, we ask for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew. Now, Matthew is starting um, a series this Thursday. <laughs> See, this is what happens when I, get to, when I get a hold of the calendar. Really? <laughs> is it this Thursday or is it next Thursday? Nothing's been confirmed, you know. Okay. All right. Whenever we start, we start. Probably the same. Yeah. So, this Thursday. And it's going to be called Prepare. <laughs> Are we having fun? Don't you love this? My heart just. Yeah. Well, they said be ready in season and out, right? Okay, so anyway, um, he's going to be uh, a lot. You know, I've actually heard from a lot of you saying, you know, I'd really like to know a little bit more about what's in the book of Revelation. And what the book of Daniel says and 
the times that we're living in and uh, what is this going to, you know, what should we expect? And and Matthew has a really good handle on all of it. So he's going to take us through a series uh, over the month of um, uh, January on Thursday nights. And then Ashley is going to be teaching on the life of David, which she's going to start next week. Yeah, so we're going to get a really good dose of, uh, you know, of intimacy. Yeah, the Bible. B-I-B-L-E. All right. It's all you. Okay. How long is that series going to be, Tracy? <laughs> okay. He said, okay. <laughs> yeah. Could I have six? Um, okay. Uh, two overall overarching things I feel like the Lord's saying for 2015. First thing is return to the first things. Return to the first things. Um, Jesus said one thing is necessary, to sit at my feet and to hear my words. Um, And I feel like there's a real uh, um, importance on the words of Jesus in the scriptures right now. Um, Dive into the scriptures over this year with the red letters. Um, Get into the gospels. Read the red letters. Um, These talk about the first things. But, uh, But not just in the gospels. If you open the book of Revelation, you'll notice that the first three chapters have a lot of red letters in them. Um, Gospels and Revelation, pay attention to those red letters. We're about to start facing some of the unique challenges that the seven churches that Jesus was addressing um, in in a heightened way. So um, cultivate the oil of intimacy. Store up oil. Um, the The wise virgins will be given eyes to behold the bridegroom. Um, and, uh, the, what the Lord's releasing right now um, with this harvest and with, 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 with the gathering of the harvest, um, the fear of the Lord and, the, and humility are the key to stewarding this power and this authority that the Lord's going to release. Give yourselves to be taught by God how to fear the Lord and how to walk in humility. That is what Jesus said he delighted in the Lord um, and that he carried a yoke of meekness. So um, words of Jesus. Um, that's so return to the first things. That's the first overall thing. Second thing is, is watch and pray, watch and pray. Um, first of all, Psalm 91, six, you will not be afraid of the pestilence that walks in the darkness or of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. And I'm going to emphasize both sides of that sword. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. The other end. There will be a rise of pestilence and destruction in the earth. Um, we, we saw the beginnings of it with Ebola. We've seen um, ethnic conflict and racial rioting start to rise in our nation and across the Middle East, and it's going to escalate at, at an alarming level, I believe. But the sons of God are not called to walk in fear. We're called to store up that oil and release the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit into these situations and to minimize the level of of, of, of of the enemy's work um, in our city. So um, watch and pray. I believe Psalm 91 is really key and that there's a new awareness coming particularly to our body on the an understanding of the activity of angels. Um, he will send angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. You will trample upon the lion and the cobra, the lion of destruction that would devour and the cobra of disease that would poison um, not only your mind but your body as well. So um, Psalm 91. Watch Israel. The Gaza-Palestinian conflict with Israel was, was, was a precursor. 
And if you've been following just the teaching about the, the blood moons, we're about to see some more and unique events always happen in the nation of Israel with that. Watch and pray um, Israel. And then also um, these three nations, Russia, Iran, and Turkey, they will be key players in, and, and they already are key players, but I believe will in a very heightened way over the course of this year um, in the Middle Eastern conflict. And I would say too, that the Lord is telling us to gain an understanding of Islam. Um, what they believe and what the spirit behind it is. Um, and I'll recommend some, some resources for it. But um, um, pray, for your, pray for your Muslim and your Jewish friends. I believe over this year there's a real openness um, for them to hear the gospel and to receive prayer. So, so pray for them regularly and look for actively seek out and step out in opportunities to pray for them and share the gospel with them. Um, um, in our nation, anti-Semitism is already on the rise, and it's going to it's going to get it's going to start boiling. Um, the I, the racial rioting that we that in conflict that we've seen um, is going to come to the level. Um, beyond black and white, but to Jew and Arab. Um, and that's why the Lord wants us to pray for these folks um, and to have understanding. Um, so I, um, again, it, we're not called to walk in fear. We're called to walk in hope and in power and in love. Um, so I highly recommend these resources, um, The Challenge of Islam to Christians by David Pawson. It's a really good book, uh, or you can go online. Um, just Google them. You can get it free, um, audio teaching. The Challenge of Islam to Christians by David Pawson. And also the two Joels. I call them Joels, two trumpets in our land. Joel Rosenberg and Joel Richardson. Um, these guys really have their thumb on what's happening with all these issues that I've just mentioned. And, um, and they'll give good prayer directives. So, um, Also, too, just one last thing that I saw. Just with watch and pray, I saw the Lord giving eyes to people that had no eyes in their sockets. Um, he's giving us eyes to see. It is the year of seeing and hearing. Um, and so I just want to pray that over us real quickly, that we would receive those eyes to see and ears to hear. So, Father, we do. We ask for those eyes from heaven, that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear from your perspective, Father, and that we would be in agreement with your heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, how many people during worship had visions? Raise your hand. Okay, that's remarkable. That's amazing. I mean, I, it, it's just a, a small group, but I believe that that's going to be on the increase. That as you engage in worship and you really let the Holy Spirit sweep you away, God's going to start giving you visions. I had several people come up this weekend and just, they were like aghast at, at the level of, of visions that they were having. Um, Sharon, come on up. Oh. All right. Do you need my glasses? Um, possibly. That might help me out. Um, hi. Um, I, uh, thank you. At the bottom. All righty. So um, it's so cool how the Lord ties everything together. I promise we did not compare notes. <laughs> At the beginning of every year, I'll always sit before the Lord and ask him um, what the, the year entails. And he usually gives me like a title. Uh, and he'll give me one for the body of Christ and, from, and then one personal. Um, so anyhow, and so far, when I go back in my journal, he's been pretty accurate. Um, so, yeah, I've, we serve a smart God, right? So anyhow, so the Spirit of God came on me and pr 
prophet and I prophesied and wrote it down. And so um, I'm not really good at memorizing, so I'm going to read it. And I'm going to just pray that the Lord anoints it like he did that moment when I heard his voice. The Spirit of the Lord says that this is the year of the marking. I'm marking the saints, the sons of God, for the release of my superpower. I'm choosing those who are willing to enter into the fullness I spoke of in Isaiah 60. Your hunger and obedience have set you apart for my ministry. This is what was also spoken of in Ezekiel 9, 4 through 6. In that scripture, it says, My angels are going forth and marking the foreheads of my bride, who I will protect in this hour. More darkness is coming, but you will shine like the noonday. Hurry to my feet, people of the storehouse, to hear my instructions for this hour, and let us make history together. So I, I feel like the Lord, if you can turn to your Bibles or your phones, your iPads, the Lord wanted me to read just a portion of Isaiah 60. Because when he gave that to me, I was like, hmm, I wonder what all is in Isaiah 60 the Lord's talking about. And it, it's the scripture that starts out with, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, the remnant, and his glory will appear upon you. And nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons will come from afar. Your daughters will be carried in, the, in your arms. And then you will see and be radiant. You'll be shining ones. And your heart will thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea will be turned back to you. And the wealth, the wealth, the wealth of the nations will come to you. The Lord also told me that this is a year of abundance for his people. So be it. Yeah, that's awesome. I also got um, all of Isaiah 60. Did you get Isaiah 62? Are you going to prophesy this morning? Okay. Who else did I... Yeah, I know, right? Um. <laughs> yeah, where's my phone? Hold on. I don't know. I gotta... Hold on, I have it disappeared. <laughs> it's getting my phone. All right. No. All right. So are y'all enjoying it? I hope you're writing it down. Um, Yeah, modern technology. Um, All right. Was there anybody else that I invited to come up? I can't find my list. 
Well, I did invite Jeremy, but Jer- Jeremy declined. Jeremy's actually been in, um, you know, we were praying, and, and he was actually doing the sinus thing, so, right? So he was kind of hurting. <laughs> yeah? Uh, Marcus, do you have something? You're waving at me. Okay, whose phone is singing Volare? <laughs> Volare. Oh, Laurie. <laughs> It's the Gypsy Kings. No, that's fine. Okay, how many's got a bucket list? Bucket list. Okay. Something happened to me that wasn't on my bucket list. I became a nationally published playwright about four months ago. Wasn't easy. Nasty, mean, ugly, awful, painful. But still... The Lord made that happen. So what looks like ugly, nasty, painful, awful, betrayal, all those things, the Lord's got something in store for you. He wants to bless you. I get 60% of the royalties. I got a contract I can show you. A really great friend of mine spent six hours with a scholar, and he had been studying the heart. They went back, I think he went back to the scrolls they found in the Qumran Valley. And I think the original language was, creating me a new heart, oh God. We've got different translations for that. He said the vibration and the frequency of heaven and the energy there. Let the Lord change that this year. The people that I wanted to take revenge on, I don't even care anymore. I don't, I really don't. So many great things. I'm so aware of him now. It's really great. So let him have your bucket list. Let him make one for you. How's that? Okay, volare. What does volare mean? Live? Fly. All right. The Lord was prophesying. Seriously, I do not have that song on my phone, and I can't find where it's coming from. Like Marty McFly. Let's fly. All right. Whoever wants their DeLorean, stand up. We're going to pray. Do you want to say anything? Lord, I just thank you um, that this is the year of flying, that this is the year that you're going to set us free to fly, that we're going to soar, Father, and that while the world is uh, crumbling, God, I thank you that that we're going to be flying and soaring above. Thank you that you are releasing the angels and that we are being marked this year. God, I just release Isaiah 60, that, the, that uh, we will arise and shine because the brightness of the glory of the Lord is rising in us.
Father, I just thank you even for all that you've done and all that we've been through, God. And we thank you for your wisdom and the perfection of how you prepared us for this hour. I just prophesy seven more years of abundance for your people and to store up for the days of trouble. I thank you, God, that there's going to be so much wealth poured out into your people beginning this year, God. And we're to store up, Father, and listen to what the Spirit is saying. And I just bless you, God, in that. We bless you, Father. Would you release to us now the wisdom of heaven? that we would hear your voice, Father, and you would lead us in all things. And so I just bless you for 2015, God, and all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.